1990, the internet as we know it was created. An invention of infinite possibilities and unknown potential. There are now over 2 billion websites currently in existence. A wealth of information, functionality, and social media. However, if you dig deeper, there lies more beneath the surface. The strange, bizarre, and dark corners of the net. Welcome to the Weird Wide Web. Welcome back to the Weird Wide Web! <laughs> it's now a game show! Oh god. <laughs> Hey. That's right. We got a soundboard, and it will be the demise of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I I feel it now. But we're back, episode seven. Uh, it's time to talk time again. It's time to go talk back in time. What we're talking time again? Back to the it's it's time to go back into to talk about time. As long as no one's trying to bang their mom, I think it'll be good. Uh, no, no mom banging. <laughs> that in took this. you way too long to decide. I had to think about there. it. You know, it's it's a it's a long one. It's a year long mystery that we're going to be diving into. We're talking about John Teeter, the time traveler. The John Teeter? Oh, wow! I didn't know he was <laughs> so well acclaimed time this, traveler. This is a mystery, like. An infamous internet mystery that is still kind of going on today. I mean, there's no real solution to who this man is, but he claims to be a time traveler. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Just my idea, don't want to like ruin it, but if I was a time traveler, I would just keep going back in time and taking away the clues and evidence that I was a time traveler. So they would, I'd always be one step ahead of them. They'd never find out who I am because if they got close, boop, back in time. No, you're not. Now you're two steps back. How does this benefit you? I, I don't know, but I could be like a little. Anytime they start. Wait, let me just make sure I get this right. Mm-hmm. Anytime they start to think they know you're a time traveler, you just go back in time. Yes. You could. You just move. Like what? The Central Standard Time? <laughs> just move to a different state. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're just leaving. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If I, yeah, it's the same thing as like moving to Denver. Pretty much. Yeah, it's where people go to die. <laughs> <laughs> God um, damn it! I feel like I'm on the episode of Sunny where they start a radio show and they just have the soundboard <laughs> playing. Yeah, that's gonna happen. We're bring our homeless friend on to talk about his scurvy. <laughs> what I, man, I I do I definitely love time travel and like time travel stories and time travel movies. What is your like top time travel movie? Because there's some good ones. What's the one um with Bruce Willis and uh, Joe Gord Levitt? The oh oh Joey Gordon, God. Welcome to the section of our show where we can't think of the names of movies. Role models. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking uh, about. It's uh, he he like he is him. They are the same. Yeah, which he is a, it, which, let's say that's a stretch. It yeah. What they both like, kind of squint, and they're white. <laughs> like, I don't. Who did that casting? I don't know. Well, 
whoever named that movie apparently didn't do a good job either. Yeah, because I can't remember it. What and I got a rock solid memory. Yeah, that's why rock you write solid. everything down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what Primal's about you? Primal's really good. Primal is like, I mean, that's super, super nerdy time travel where they really like the whole concept is like time travel. What was the recent from a couple of years ago? Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Lugal. <laughs> um, there's been a couple, though. Now that I think about it. There's a lot of time travel there's, movies. Yeah, there's a lot, especially yeah. recently. And they all kind of. They do it differently. Yeah. They all have like different ideas. I mean, Loki is kind of time travel. Uh, yeah. More like universe time travel. That was a good series. I like that. Yeah. I was excited to see more. We're going to get uh, Michael Waldron on here. We'll, we'll get him on here eventually. Yeah, we'll give him an interview about <clears throat> the other projects that Cara, I'm sure we can't name. I'm sure you're listening. Come on. <clears throat> Better be listening. We'll know. Now we'll know. <laughs> yeah. If there's not an email sitting in your inbox on Tuesday morning, we will know. But no, we're talking about John Titor. John Titor. It's either Titor or Titor. I'm going to say it differently throughout this entire thing just to piss everybody off. That, that hasn't changed across any of our previous episodes. Correct. Still mispronouncing, still improperly reading. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking John Titor, Peter, the time-traveling man who showed up and then disappeared. So I'm going to set the scene for you. I'm going to take you back. Ooh, time travel. Actually, I'm going to take you forward, I guess. Oh, even more time travel. <laughs> the year is 2036. The world is repairing itself from World War III. A brief war in which Russia launched a nuclear attack against the United States, cities, China, and Europe. However, America was not as we currently know it now. Due to the public unrest and trust of the government, in 2004, the U.S. found itself in a devastating civil war. The fighting increased steadily, consisting of many Waco-style events that gradually increased each month. By 2008, the masses of the U.S. came to terms that their way of life they knew it was over. The fighting continued to escalate, and by the year 2012, the whole United States was consumed by conflict. Only the intervention of a large-scale nuclear attack that decimates 3 billion people would bring this conflict to an end. The survivors of this war banded together and began forming new towns to rebuild society. Many congregated around universities as they held libraries with vast knowledge, recategorizing them as forts. Everyone has collectively grown closer, and life is firmly centered around family and the community. The capital of the United States has moved to Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) 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 The place Peyton Manning yells about? You're going to say that's the capital of our country now? Man, I'm not saying it is. I'm I'm just relaying... The world that John Teeter is coming from. Oh, God. That's, that's... What's, what do you got against Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> like, that nothing, because was... you can't name a single thing from Omaha, Nebraska. Corn? Like, I guess <laughs> corn is our staple food. It's corn, <laughs> incest, and the capital, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. However, the practice of large centralized government has largely dissipated. The destructive industrial complex that drives our society now no longer exists. The only societal complex that persists is that of repairing our shattered world. 
Here is where we find John Teeter, stationed at a military base in Tampa, Florida. After serving four years, starting at the age of 13, in the shotgun infantry unit called the Fighting Diamondbacks, John now finds himself a part of a group of eight time travelers. Their mission is not that of change, but repair. Specifically, John Teeter is tasked with returning to the year 1975 to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer. The significance of this computer is that it is uniquely equipped with the hidden feature to emulate programs in both basic and APL programming languages. This feature is needed to prevent a Unix timeout in the year 2038. John is then also tasked with the secondary mission of collecting information from the year 2000 before he returns. With orders in hand, John gets into his six, 1967 Chevrolet with a built-in time machine and launches himself back into 1975. His primary mission is a resounding success, quickly obtaining the ever-important IBM 5100. He then recalibrates his time machine and accelerates forward to the year 2000. What um, speed does he have to go? Uh, it's stationary. So he can just be parked and like... He's just parked. Just a man in his car going through time. On November 2nd, he discovers the Time Travel Institute, a message board, and under the name Time Travel underscore zero, posts the following. Greetings. I am a time traveler from the year 2036. I am on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. My time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two top-spin dual-positive singularities that produce a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. Way easier to write that than read it. I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. Oh, I've heard that before in fucking message boards. Yeah, not gonna end well. Yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture of the unit. Over the next few months, John would field many questions from interested forum users. John did it set out three core rules for the interested users to abide by. One, I will not disclose any information that will cause someone to personally gain by its knowledge. This means no stocks and no sports tips. Two, I will not disclose any detailed information that would allow someone to avoid death by probability. This means no earthquake or bomb information. 3. I will not disclose any information they may, that may compromise any future actions by individual people or threaten their family and well-being. I will not disclose names or events associated with individuals. Though beyond those restrictions, John did not shy away from many questions. In January of 2001, he moved over to the Post to Post forums, a forum for listeners of the popular radio show Coast to Coast AM hosted by Art Bell who frequently entertain the theories of time travel as well as entertaining call-ins from possible time travelers. John would continue to answer questions on these forums until his ultimate disappearance with his final post in March 2001. Though days before his final post, he does offhandedly mention that while going over his flight plan home, he's discovered his VGL holdover period is longer than he had expected. Because of this, John has decided to retrace his steps in 1975, then spend a few weeks in 1998. 
he agrees to take some compiled email addresses from users and send them to the net when he reaches 1998. With a final farewell post on the 24th of March, Don Tidor vanishes from the world line. As of yet, no one has come forward admitting to receiving any communication from John in 1998. With a bit of research, one can connect John Teeter to the year 1998. We can do this through Coast to Coast AM, the same radio show attached to the forums where John Teeter resided. In 1998, Art Bell would read a fax he received from a time traveler on the air. We're going to listen to that fax that he received. Really hope click the wrong one. Dear Art, I had a fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. In other words, a new universe is created. To get back to your original line, you must travel a split second farther back and immediately throw the engine into forward without turning it off. Some interesting outcomes of this are 1. You meet yourself. I have done it often, even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. 2. You can alter history in the new universe that you have just created. Most of the time, the changes are subtle. Sometimes I'll notice car models that don't exist or books that come out late. The oldest one was a skyscraper that wasn't built in a near favorite store of mine in New York. Interestingly, when you travel in time, you must compensate for the orbit of the Earth. Since the time machine doesn't move, you have to adjust the engine so you remain on the planet when you turn it off. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Everyone who has ever been there has reported, has reported that nothing exists. When the machine is turned off, you find yourself surrounded by blackness and silence. Now, most time travelers are trying to find out where the line went bad by going into the past, creating a new universe, and proceeding forward to see if the same thing results in 25 64. It appears 
the line went bad around the year 2000. I'm here now in this time to test a few theories of mine before going forward. Now, for the future, you might want to know about. 1. Y2K is a disaster. Many people die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get to warmer weather. 2. The government tries to keep power by instituting martial law, but all of it collapses when their efforts to bring the power back up fail. 3. A power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed. This convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. 4. A few years later, communal government system is developed after the Constitution takes a few twists. China retakes Taiwan. Israel wins the largest battle for their life, and Russia is covered in nuclear snow from their collapsed reactors. Art, the reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon set off by Iraq in the Middle East war with Israel might have something to do with the damaged timeline. I will test that theory and get back to you. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. So I couldn't resist. I thought that was quite a good fax. There you have it. <laughs> so that is the, I would say, the first ever appearance of John Teeter in our world. Uh, not in our world, but like interacting with other people publicly is 1998. Because essentially he, he was there in 1975. but. Who knows how much he actually had to deal with people. But yeah. And then a few months later, he sent a, a second fax to Art Bell. Kind of rehashes a lot of the same stuff. Uh, just restating his mission. Stuff like that. And then not heard from again until November 2nd, 2000, when he starts posting on the Time Traveler message boards. Yeah. So I got a couple questions. A few Hit me with your questions. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One big thing that stood out. So even with time travel, you have to deal with fucking layovers? Pretty much. So he said, I got a layover back to 1975, but uh, I'm going to spend some time in the 90s. I think it's not so much a layover. It's more of uh, making sure your gravitational calculations are correct. Because obviously the Earth moves, so you have to gravitationally account for that when you time travel next question <laughs> duh um okay yeah. so so yeah so he went back in time to 1975 to get the the ibm 5100 yeah and then he stops in 1998 no he goes back to 1975 gets the computer secondary mission collect information from our world line Goes to 2000, starts interacting with people, gathering information, uh, answering questions and all that. And then because of his layover, he says that he's going to go back, retrace his steps in 1975, and then stop in 1998 because he, for like uh, his own personal mission. 
which a lot of people assume was him fixing or at least mitigating the effects of Y2K, which he predicted was going to be a huge disaster, which you might come at that and go, that's a big miss if you're a time traveler and not knowing. Yeah, thought about that. But yeah, if he does go back and mitigate it, then maybe exactly in our world line, he saved it. I I don't know if if he described it in that, but world line is our timeline. And essentially, every time you travel back, as soon as you land in that, you create a new world line. Yeah. So let's explore more, more. Yeah, I guess more. No, let's <laughs> we're going to dive into all the people that like research him and all of the points of is he a real time traveler? Is it some hoax? Is time travel real? Is time travel real? Is time real? Time is or not is real. It cubic. Throwback. <laughs> time is a construct, a square construct. John Teeter wild man for many years to come many people have gravitated to the john teeter story some discover him and become true believers searching through his posts for all the possible predictions and info to inform our future others turn skeptic and and begin exploring holes in his story and embark on a search of discovering who the real john teeter is the first prominent place to start in unraveling the legitimacy of John Teeter is to analyze his various predictions for the future. Many skeptics quickly jump to the predictions of the future John comes from as immediate proof towards his story being a hoax. Though our world currently is in a state of slight disrepair, we certainly have not lived through a countrywide civil war listing 10 years, nor a world war level event of nuclear destruction brought on by Russia. Maybe I missed that. 2015 cold nuclear winter you think i don't know but when they said government falls apart no it it is kind of scarily instigating martial law martial law i'm pretty sure i heard something about a texas abortion bill yeah it's going down yeah john teeter was right we can also look at his prediction of y2k as another strike against his validity he had foretold that this event as a huge disaster with much of the population being wiped out, when in reality, Y2K suffered the same outcome as the 2012 Mayan calendar apocalypse. That is to say, absolutely nothing happened. All compelling arguments to dismiss this story as merely that, a story. This would be ingesting John Teeter's words at a fundamental surface level. In fact, amongst his many posts, users could find explanations for these deviations. To a question about interacting with one's past self, John explains that meeting yourself is inconsequential to the future. As soon as you travel back, you create a new world line that deviates from your original time. He goes on to guess that our world line has about a 2% deviation from his world line, a statement that would push believers to analyze John's predictions with more nuance. Believers point to the unsettling reference John makes in his first facts from 1998 about missing skyscrapers in the New York skyline. Another point of credibility to John Teeter's story is his description of singularities in use with his time machine. Many posters explained that at the time, his explanation differed from our current understanding. However, in 2004, three years after he posted about it, Stephen Hawking would revise his theory on singularities 
to an analysis that aligned with Teeter's. In a similar fashion of validity, John's insight into the supposed secret feature of the IBM 5100 computer would also become true, though many dispute how secretive of a feature this was at the time. Believers also contest that John's Y2K prediction did not come true because of the detour to 1998 he took before going home, a detour in which he helped mitigate the destruction of the event. Knew it. I caught on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, you were like, let on, me hit you with this. On top of it. These predictions, though exciting, ultimately boil down to hearsay. Both sides can easily be talked away whether looking at them to disprove John Titor or analyzing them to help prove him. Regardless, everyone needed concrete proof to put the John Titor story to rest. Many people sought to uncover this proof. Skeptics dove through the hundreds of posts to figure out who John Titor was. One of the most prominent skeptics on the hunt to disprove John Titor myth was John Rasmus, known as the Hoax Hunter. Ooh. I like him. The hoax hunter committed years to build up a case against John Teeter. In 2009, Rasmus would post a collection of 88 users that appeared in the John Teeter forums. Rasmus explained that John Teeter created these accounts to further his story. He shows that these accounts have little to no history and all stopped posting around the time John stopped. Though, I would like to point out that when he was posting, this was like, late 2000, early 2001, and the internet is, like, still very new. Like, it's not something, it's not like now. Like, people aren't spending endless days just doom scrolling mm -hmm. through everything. Like, it was an event to, like, go onto this forum and, like, be engaged and spend so much yeah. time. and I'm sure that forum was not on, like, a well-known, like, website or, or stuff like we have today. It's not like Reddit. It's, like, its own separate thing that only enthusiasts of that would, would find. So maybe they're only interested in John Teeter. So when he leaves, Google was only introduced to the public in 2000. Like yeah. Google was not a thing. Google was like Google Gaga because it was such a baby. Baby, get him. Wait, that's the one. one you went for? Okay, there we go. That's better. I can't read. I'm like you. <laughs> Rasmus then went on to list his collection of suspects that he couldn't entirely rule out. Another investigator on the case to unravel the mystery of John Teeter was an author, Mike Saab, who wrote the book, Who Authored the John Teeter Legend? Wait, I see the book. Oh, it's on the table. Yeah, he, I have to say, he is one of the biggest sources of information that I drew from on this, as well as there's a YouTube creator, Wang, who did an excellent video on it. So, like, they, between those two, there was so much information. So, Suave and Wang? Suave and Wang. Wang Suave. However, in the book, he states that he isn't inherently trying to disprove the legend. He merely collects all of the evidence and presents the case for each possibility. Mike also went as far as enlisting the help of Dr. Andre Nini, a professor of forensic linguistics at the University of Manchester. With the help of some of his postgrad students, they analyzed all of John's posts and writings of Sov's top list of suspects. They were eventually able to come up with their most likely suspect based on this. Ooh, who is it? Who is it? Tell me. We will get to that later. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Not everyone was hell-bent on proving the John Teeter story is a hoax. Many were true believers. 
In 2003, a user named Oliver Williams created JohnWilliams.com. The site existed to catalog and archive all of John's posts, pictures, and diagrams. It also collected relevant current news stories that referenced or helped support the theory and existence of time travel. Oliver William was highly knowledgeable about everything John Teeter, almost like how much an author knows about the backstory of their own characters. Clearly, this website was a creation of a true believer in John Teeter's story. Oliver William believed in John Teeter so much that he created a section to sell merch. Then <gasps> he got it too. I don't think you got a tattoo. I just thought that that's what you do when you, you believe in something. You probably would get a tattoo. You believe in like lenses and, and a used napkin, right? Yeah. Yeah. These all wipe off though. Another true believer was an author that goes by the pseudonym Temporal Recon. Temporal Recon authored the book Conviction of a Time Traveler, which serves as a rather scholarly exploration of the validity of John Teeter's claims. While not inherently proving the truth of John Teeter, the book does do an excellent job of defending it against non-believers. Temporal Recon did reveal to Mike Suave that he is planning to release a sequel to his book that would be even more convincing than the first. He provided Mike Suave with the prepared table of contents for the second book that purports irrefutable evidence of John Teeter's truth. Like he already knew the table of contents ahead of time before the book came out? Is it proof of time travel itself? This book, however, has yet to grace the presence of the masses. <gasps> Maybe not on our world line, but a different world line. Yeah. I'm just surprised. There's so I didn't expect, like, there are scholarly individuals, books. Doctors. Yeah. A doctor in Manchester. So, eh, let's be careful there. Mm. Where I got jumped. Not a great place. Wouldn't recommend. I feel like that's more of a personal thing, though. But, yeah, I didn't expect to have, like, full... There's, like, real analysis of, of all of this work that's, like, legitimate people diving into this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you brought the book. I, I, I figured it was just something you found on the subway, but... No. It's legit. Actually, it's actually a really good book. Like, when I bought it, when you buy a tiny little, like, $11 book on an internet subject... You don't expect much. Yeah, because we all do that. We're, we, yeah, keep being relatable, yo. I'm trying to relate to the kids. It's, it's super well done. Like, Mike Swap did an excellent, excellent job. And he's not, like, cynical about it. He's not trying to, like, just purely diminish the... Diminish the... Diminish? Diminish? Oh, my God. Did I have a stroke? He's <laughs> not trying to diminish the people who, like, truly believe in it. He's just, like... He gathers all the information and puts his theory and the suspects of who he thinks may have written that story. And it's really interesting. He, he'll write a chapter of like his full analysis of that person and then post his full interview with that person. So you can just read it. Word for word. It's really it's, I was very surprised. It's really well done. It was actually a super interesting read. A 10 out of 10. 5 out of 5. What's Amazon? I don't know. I didn't write a review. Amazon? Jeff Bezos? Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, you fucking nailed that one. <laughs> Bo Burnham, Italian accent. Yeah. For some, the belief goes even further than knowledge of John Teeter's story. Some even try to patent the schematics provided by Teeter. And such is the case for Marlon Pullman. Though, was Pullman a true believer? Or was he 
the real John Teeter. <gasps> Working as a director of governance, risk and compliance product strategy for a reputable software company certainly gave him the knowledge to craft the Teeter story. What was the software company? <gasps> oh, fuck. I think we should just go with that. Yeah, I think it Let makes it... read that one more time. Uh-huh, do it. Working as a director of governance, risk and compliance product strategy for a reputable software company, IBM, <gasps> certainly gave him the knowledge to craft the Teeter story. Oh, the 5100! That, accompanied with a 30-page patent he submitted describing a time travel machine identical to that of John Teeter's. Not even just similar in description, the patent also included directly ripped from John Teeter's posts the schematics. This theory, however, would come crashing down when, in 2013, Pullman was arrested and pled guilty to second-degree assault and unlawful possession of drugs, an event that dashed all of Pullman's claim to being the true John Teeter across all the Teeter communities and investigators across the web. But if Marlon Pullman was not John Teeter, who is? I don't know. I really, I was believing that because if you have a shitty name like Marlon Pullman, right. you're going to come up with something cooler. I, 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 would, I would say you don't. I would say you, you're laughed at. I would say you do drugs and you get arrested. You do drugs, <laughs> you assault a woman, and you get arrested. Hi, I'm Marlon Bowman. Yeah, that's pretty on point. So now we're going to analyze some suspects. And I'm excited because this is the start of a new segment I like to call Nile Goes to Court. That's right. I'm bringing it back. I'm here to make that law degree you have useful oh shit you're taking these suspects to court oh i already heard you say hearsay before and i was like wait i, I know what that, oh, word is that is. a law term oh. did i lawyer you Ooh. let me here let me talk to you about bird law so i have gathered through all the you know discussions and skeptics objection and stuff like that well is that a law term are you lawyering me i only did this in a classroom not in a actual courtroom that's okay i don't think this is set up anything like a court can I, can I approach the bench? You're sitting on the bench. Uh, continue, Your Honor. Very good. Uh, erroneous. That's a law term. <clears throat> so I've gathered what I think are the strongest suspects in who is the true John Teeter. And I'm going to read all the evidence against them in my write-up. And then we're going to have you... Uh, just figure out whether they're guilty or not. What you think? Because this now goes to court. Ooh. Wait. So guilt, guilt, as in guilty of being John Teeter. I I would say guilty of John being John Teeter. Okay. Yeah. Now I didn't think this far. How would you like? Would you like to hear? I don't know. I'm so goddamn excited though. Because you're in court. Yeah. Yeah. You forgot your wig thingy though i can go get my uh did you you get those when you graduate robe. right not the wig i get i got a puffy it looked like a pillow hat mm. if you get your doctorate it looks like a pillow hat they gave you that before you attempted the bar yeah, yeah. i say attempted because <laughs> no yeah we didn't pass we did go yeah, yeah we, we did, did go that. but here i'm retribution retribution no a second chance uh travel back in time now you're in court Ah, 
So how would you like this? Would you like to go through a suspect and then analyze that suspect? Or do you want to hear all the suspects and then go based on that? Ooh. How does court work? I've only been to court once and it was a taxi cab uh, crash case. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to take up too much time, but can we hear more? A taxi cab crashed into a man in his van and gave him long-lasting back problems. Were you in the, the taxi cab or in the van? No, I was in the jury. Oh, oh you were just the jury? I thought you were involved in the case. No, I was just a part of the jury. Oh, I was picturing you like in the cab, in the backseat, like, no! Don't hit him! There's a man in the van! No, no, I was just part of the jury. We awarded him money. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can talk about that now, right? I don't know how court works. Yeah, no, you can talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about it beforehand. Oh, I did that too. <laughs> Good thing apparently our whole civil system's done by 2034, <laughs> so you're good. 2034, no, we're, we're in a civil war by 2004. Oh, shit. So any minute now. Um, but no, so, I yeah. think present the case for each individual. I will have questions throughout. Yes. So almost like uh, Court. it's not cross-examination because oh. the person isn't here, but you will I'll act be on, the person. You'll act I'll on act behalf of the person. Yeah. So then it'll be like a little cross where then you'll look at all these fucking words I learned. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, learned and remember. Hey, give me that degree, baby. Yeah. So yeah, present each each person. I will ask questions to try and get to the bottom of it, and then I will say thank you. And then the next person will will come on. By the end, hopefully yeah. I will have asked enough questions, figured out, and I can I present my final case for who I think. Very good. Well, let's get into suspect number one, Joseph Matheny. No description will do Joseph Matheny justice more than the one he wrote about himself. Joseph Matheny is a pseudonym used by a plethora of evolutionary intelligence agencies throughout the galaxy, like Monty Katzen, Luther Blissett, or Saint Germain. You never know when or where he's going to pop up. He is rumored to never sleep. Moonlight as a technology consultant, daylight as a fireproof vampire. Live by the motto, non-servium, and almost never fail to leave a ticking time bomb behind. Moving on past the neurotic self-description, Matheny did seem to possess the knowledge to craft the John Teeter story. He started working in tech around 1993 and made a considerable contribution to both Netscape and Adobe. On top of that, most of Matheny's notoriety comes from being known as the leading creator of Ong's Hat. Starting in the early 80s, Ong's Hat was most likely the first or most popular first ARG, existing on many Usenet forums and on photo photocopied pamphlets. The game used the format of legend tripping to build a diverse world in which participants visited known sites of folklore to progress the overarching story. Matheny stopped the ARG around 2001 and went on to publish two books about it. He ultimately points to its ending being the attention it garnered from the hardcore conspiracy theorists, a group which Matheny has, on many occasions, professed his disdain. While Ong's hat does bear a striking resemblance to the JT story in terms of storytelling structure, it doesn't inherently connect the two. So where can the connection from John Matheny to John Teeter be found? Well, 
he said he created it. Appearing on Project Archivist episode 138, he rather lazily took credit for the project. The hosts did little to push him for any hard proof or verifiable evidence. He claims that he was not alone in this pursuit and, in fact, was part of a group of four people who all posted as John Teeter throughout the years. He cites his disdain for the conspiracy theorists surrounding Ong's hat as the driving force for Teeter's creation. He wanted to create a story trolling them, essentially. After all, Matheny was a self-described culture jammer. Conveniently, and according to Matheny, none of the other, other contributors wanted to come forward and claim ownership of the Teeter story. Matheny remains unpleasantly combative and light on actual answers through most of his interviews. This, in combination with the bombshells of information he boldly claims, leaves interested users following the story with little to no verifiable information. Matheny's claims do fall nicely into the hoax hunter's findings of false accounts driving the story forward. That's Matheny. Mm. So with this whole ARG, yes. it was not tied directly to Peter or the time traveling. The Ong's hat? Yeah. No. It was its own kind of story. But it was similar in that it was this world he built, this folklore world that all these people latched onto and built this world because he would release little bits of information and fake folklore books that built on it. So it's like building this world story through ulterior methods than just writing a story. So almost like Teeter, but in a, a completely different... Kind of, yeah. So in the sense that if we are looking at Teeter as just a story, they're building the story of this time traveler through him answering questions about time travel on a forum post. You know, it's like not telling the story of John Teeter. It's like living and figuring out the story of John Teeter. And this guy seems like a narcissistic ass. He, yes, pretty much. Uh, yeah, he's, man, he is Great. Thank you for your answer. So um, <laughs> when you get the answer, you keep it moving. That's yes. what I learned. Oh, uh, did I ever do it? Oh, quick tips with Al Crow. Quick tips. Get pulled over. Keep driving. Oh. Actually, stay stationary. Oh, and time travel. And Forward. time travel. Throw it into drive. Stay stationary. Oh, you calibrate back of it. Oh, if you time travel forward, leave. they're still looking for you. Oh, that's true. But you're forward. I don't know. Oh, he's a little further up the road. Let me get back in my cruiser. Go <laughs> <laughs> get him. Okay. Okay, man. Um, no, okay. So this one, I don't, gut feeling is, I don't believe it too much. It feels like it's too much uh, of a reach just to tell everyone everything about him, but he would have similar. The reason that he, at least the reason he gives that he revealed himself as one of the creators and authors of the John Teeter story is about this time, like, you know, after Teeter is gone from the forums and stuff like that, there are documentaries. There's actually an anime called Steinsgate. It was a manga that turned into an anime that is based on John Teeter. Um, there are some people trying to option movie deals. So he said that all of that just got weird, and so he just wanted to put an end to it. Um. And my last little piece where, where you almost had me with this guy mm -hmm. was when he said he was working with a group, like a group of four. Yeah. Really missed the opportunity to say it was a group of eight because John Teeter was a 
part of that group of eight the time travelers. travelers. Yeah. Go on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw one more piece of information. Oh, withholding. This yes. is uh, yeah the, erroneous. It happens. Um, there is one poster who mentions in the very first forum posts back in 2000 on before they're on post to post when they're on the time travel institute in a response she references ong's hat and that's it that's it that's the only kind of connection of like truly a connection so i want was that maybe what i would say as as a piece of evidence why that's compelling is if this is an ARG created by this man, then a lot of those accounts, like Hoax Hunter said, were also them. So they're just pushing the pushing story forward. Story, yeah. So they're the ones asking asking the questions. So why wouldn't he, you know, this narcissistic guy jerk himself off and reference his other piece of art? I guess in my eyes, to how did his name come up as a potential John Teeter? Was it because of that connection? From the first, like when people analyzed it, they went no, back. No, he went on a show and he said, I authored John Teeter. Oh, and that's how it started? That's how it started. And in fact, on that first podcast, um, he even mentioned, he's like, I'm even a little bit offended. Nobody connected my name to this story. What a sucker. <laughs> this guy just sounds so like yeah, the worst. No, no there, there is. I want to travel back in time and punch him in the fucking throat. Uh, yeah. Gut punch. <laughs> So, people and, and the people would cheer. Crowd, crowd goes wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there, there is no like nobody drew a connection to him. He literally came out. and He's like, "This is mine. I did this." Uh, all right. So then, I have a couple of things to think about. Was he opportunistic? Mm. Okay. Okay. We, yeah. we got some thinking over to do. Yeah. 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 So who, definitely some thinking. Who else do we got next? So I, I assume that you can do this in court. Is that if you have multiple suspects from the same family. You bring them up to court at once, and they all share the seat, right? So we're looking at the Haber family. Oh, yeah. They just have to sit, because um, we're not fucking to animals in the courtroom. Uh, the heaviest person, just like a log plume, goes, goes uh -huh. down first. Okay. And then you, you pile up on top. Okay, so heaviest to lightest. Yeah. They're all little big boys, but our next suspect is the Haber family. While they align with Matheny in that John Teeter was a collaborative creation, they differ because they maintain no involvement in the creation of John Teeter saga. To this day, the three primary players in the Haber family are Larry, Richard, and Maury. Larry Haber is an entertainment lawyer that had previously worked for Disney. Along with his work connection to Disney, he and his family lived in Celebration, Florida, a housing settlement Disney had built. Not just that, he was actually one of the first families to move there. Wow, I heard a kid got eaten by an alligator. In Celebration, Florida? At the resort. Oh, not in Celebration, Florida. Why would you travel back in time and save a kid? Come on, Haber. A fact. No, we're talking about the, the, the fact that he lives in Celebration, Florida. A fact that only becomes relevant when we search for John Teeter's IP address from his post, which was openly available at the time. Despite John claiming that he was in Tampa Bay, Florida, his IP address tells us he was, in fact, 
66 miles away from Tampa in a little town called Celebration. Oh, shit. And there were not back then you can do like VPNs or anything? I mean, you probably could. A few months after Oliver Williams created the John Teeter website, the John Teeter, Teeter, God, his name is terrible. The John Teeter Foundation was formed, a foundation represented by Larry Haber, though he claims he was just hired by John's mother, Kay Teeter, to do so. Soon, the JTF would release a book that cataloged all of John's posts, pictures, schematics, and more. The book would not last in publication long, and now sells for upwards of $800. Of course, Matheny claims to be the source of its removal, stating he called up Larry Haber and told him, You're talking to John Teeter, motherfucker. Whoa, I like this. Oh my god, if we're in the courtroom, eyes are going between people <laughs> like, oh shit, he said that. Yeah. A fact which Larry denies claiming never to have spoken to Matheny once. This alone does not prove Larry was, in fact, John Teeter. Whoever authored John Teeter possessed a wealth of knowledge on tech and physics as well as a very astute grasp of possible future events. Soon, a private investigator hired by an Italian show called Voyager began focusing on Larry's brother, Richard. Through impressive detective work by the hoax hunter, a P.O. box was discovered that currently belonged to Larry Haber, registered to the, JTF found, the JT Foundation. But, previously being owned by John R. Haber, or as he's known on the internet now, John Rick Haber. The hoax hunter claims that this was Larry's brother, Richard. This evidence, combined with the fact that Richard was also in IT, was the smoking gun that the skeptics needed. However, Larry does say they have never referred to their brother as Rick, ever and doesn't see the connection. They also explain that while the IT connection is convenient, Richard is a very low in the world of tech. This, we can now train our sights on the third Haber brother, Maury Haber. Maury was in the IT world as well, and even ran a blog discussing various tech subjects. Hoax Hutter went through and performed a writing analysis of John's posts and Maury's blog and claimed the two were identical. Unfortunately, like many point out, this was in no way scientific and couldn't hold any weight proving Maury was John Teeter. Objection! Yeah. Can't hold weight in court. Just like the Haber brothers or the, the seat holding the Haber brothers. <laughs> that, was that, that was the joke you wanted to get God to. damn it. <laughs> Court is serious, no more jokes. Then, in 2018, Mike Suave would escalate the search by going on to enlist the help of Dr. Andre Nini, bringing it back, oh. and his post-grad students to analyze John's posts with that of Maury, Matney, Richard, and Larry. They concluded that Maury was most likely the author of the John Teeter post. Oh my god, it's when you bring in an expert witness! They did clarify that this was only based on the material provided to them. So that other writing samples could be included and be an even stronger match. But of the 
info they were provided, Maury was there, man. That's no lie. That's exactly what happens with expert witnesses. You just give them what they need to say Mm -hmm. what's going to help your case. You pay them the money, and they will figure out a way to to make it work. But So that's the Haber family. That is... And I got one more after this, but if you have some cross-examination questions... Yes, so three three suspects. Well, like we'll group them all together. Three suspects together. Yeah. Um. So Matheny, because we group them together because it, it it's not nobody is saying that it was one of them individually. They're saying that they created it together. Yeah. Yeah. The whole story. Um. Okay. So they create this John Teeter Foundation. Yep. What exactly is the purpose of the thing? So they release the book, start to sell it. That's one, it gets removed. Two, Larry Haber starts optioning the John Teeter rights to be made into a film, which starts to gain a bit of traction, but then goes nowhere. Yeah. Well, I guess back then, like, with blogs, like, IP law, was, mm-hmm. how do you defend that? How do you defend that? If yeah. no one else is. The whole IP address being in celebration. Pretty damning. Also... Being a Disney entertainment lawyer, understanding the benefits of like a story, how much you can get shit rolling, like what would have this been? early two thousand? Well, it would have been late nineties, early two thousands. Two thousands? Can't think of Disney movies right now. I can think of what was going on on the internet in the early two thousands. You're playing Bubble Trouble. You're jumping into the Haber Hotel. Haber Hotel? Habo. You're jumping in the Habo Hotel. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that would, if it was a Haber Hotel, <laughs> that's it. No, but yeah, he worked for Disney. He's an entertainment lawyer. He understands the system. He knows how to build a story. Oh, but that goes both ways. Maybe, like, is he just being opportunistic where he mm-hmm. knows, hey, dude, I copyright stolen william shakespeare and put it in animation all the fucking Boom. time for disney why can't i do this for time done because it sells so much better uh, if it's based on a true story true and then he's got like the two little fucking brothers hey keep doing your computer shit come on what else do you got yeah um fucking it nerds what are you doing what do you know about computers you know the 1510 huh 1500 what is it i don't care so celebration florida is now Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Um, okay, okay. So yeah, there, there's a lot to think about. This mm-hmm. is uh, initial, a little more compelling than, than Matheny. Um, that IP address is huge, but oh, when you, when you attach to like one thing, you get dangerous. You start, mm-hmm. you start missing out on some mm-hmm. little things. What's the reliability of it? Like we know VPNs exist, the technology exists. It, they weren't like commercial companies in that time, but I'm sure, I'm sure if you have two brothers embroiled in the tech world, you know how to spoof an IP address. And if you work you for know? Disney, yeah, they're fucking ultra protective of anything getting yeah. out. It just seems, it, to me, seems too convenient or too sloppy. Either way, either way, which way you want to go? Oh, that's okay. Got a lot to think about on this one. Got let's, a lot. Let's bring Thankfully, in our our third and final suspect. Is it the usual one? What? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, we took him out of uh, Call of Duty 
Modern Warfare 2? He's in court. That. No. Yeah. Our I third. Think was, no, no. It was Modern Warfare Me Too. Me? <laughs> Hashtag not me too. Our third and final suspect. This is a short one. John Teeter. What? He's an actual time traveler. Done. I did not expect that. Done. That's all I wrote up. He's a time traveler. It's real. Suspect number three. John Teeter. He's disappeared. He's out of time. You gotta get back in explaining time to people. Oh my god. Wow. So those are your suspects. Those are there are there are um Mike Suave uh had a larger list of suspect suspects. I kind of narrowed it down to what I think are the most compelling of all that. There's another one, there's another really interesting person, Pamela, who was uh, in, fuck it. I don't think she like there's no way she authored it, but in all of John Teeter's posts, she is one of the closest users to John Teeter, like actually cultivating a relationship with him to the point where they were just like talking out of the forum posts, like on their own instant messenger oh, yeah. formats. Yeah, they were. Uh, she never talked to him on the phone. He gave her a secret song that he would sing so she knows He's the real teeter when he comes back, if he comes back. Was it what she, you're, you've been trying to sing this whole time? No, it's a B-52 song. Yeah. Uh, time traveler shack, it's a little low place where we can time travel together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and he also, because she requested, she was like, I'd love to just get one keepsake that traveled through time that I could keep and hold and know that this is my connection to you. And he sent her a 5110 computer plaque. It was. But he sent her a 5110 computer plaque. Oh, (laughs) shit! So she's another big player in it, but definitely no no way she's actually John Teeter. Yeah, she just seems like one of the people yeah. who got... Who so got... these are my strongest suspects. Oh, Take them to court, Niall. Take them to court. Wow. All right. I think I just gotta... I, he just seems like the guy who, who's trying to get in, being too opportunistic. I mean, whoever smelt it, dealt it, not when it comes to time travel. No. You don't just, you don't just claim you're the guy. No. You oh. claim that it's gonna smell bad. I was sitting in my car. It smelled bad. Rank. Rank. Windows up. <laughs> bad. Oh, yeah. You can't put them down. That's where your oxygen is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we got... I'm basically... Uh, we're going to put him... He's gone. He's, He's gone. innocent. He's out. He's innocent. He's innocent. Get him out of here. Get him out. Send him to the clink. He's innocent. Bailiff. <laughs> Take care of this, this guy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we got, uh, what, what the fuck are their names? The again? Haber family. Haber. We got Larry, entertainment lawyer. Larry. We got Richard, the dumber IT. And then we got <laughs> Maury, the smarter IT brother. Oh, man. Okay, so the issue I'm facing, is obviously with IT, you would be, you know computers, you know, you could get around that. Oh, well, don't get around the VPN, whatever. But do you know physics? Do you know singularities? Do you understand? Do you understand singularities enough to actually put them together in somewhat of an equation that makes somewhat sense? That's a good point. And people unanimously say that when John Teeter was posting, he would respond fairly quickly. Like it wasn't like 
you're on a forum post, you ask this question, day or two later, John Teeter, oh, I got the answer. You know, he was like engaging in conversation. So th- that knowledge has to be there. And so the real evidence is that Maury, the smarter IT brother, mm-hmm. is the one who was writing these posts. Writing or at least providing all the information and knowledge, at the very least. Because I'd say it'd be tough well, to Well, actually, say... no, writing, because the writing analysis to his blog yeah. matched up. So yeah, writing. Because initially, it'd be tough for the... the the first brother larry the larry, entertainment yeah, yeah. lawyer yeah. yeah he's obviously very busy with disney it'd be very difficult for I him i don't know to... that he worked for disney that long but yeah yeah yeah. yeah busy with yeah. disney but Billy, busy with celebration you're a lawyer and all the dead shit. kids yeah 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 <laughs> celebration dead kids it it makes sense uh-huh yeah so it'd be the the third brother maury who just when did the maury show actually come out that's what i need when did the maury show come out what do you mean by the maury show like the Maury show where they reveal crazy secrets. and Like you find out if uh, your stepdad's been sleeping with your oh, dog. Maury is spelt differently. Oh, it is? Yeah. Then they didn't do it. They, they, they didn't do it. Nah. No. He's got. Okay. I thought there'd be a connection to like. So that, I mean, all that leaves us with the fact that John Teeter is real and a time traveler. I gotta be honest. That's the one I was leaning toward because yeah. it's just, there's a lot of information. Obviously he could be mm-hmm. a little wrong little bit time travel's gotta be finicky there's world line deviations of course he's a little wrong all he can draw from is his known world line yeah and it's got to be a little finicky when he when he comes across and little finicky. Sees other stuff yeah you he see warned yourself us, he warned us about y2k in 1998 of course y2k is an issue come on yeah. also come on i want to say one of the biggest things that always happens when we talked about these movies uh-huh like oh you can't see yourself you see yourself you're gonna ruin everything mm-hmm. and he just goes no i took a ride with him i took him on a couple rides oh hey now took my took my boy me on a ride not a ride because we're stationary Do took him think, on a ride oh hey now bigger question here. yeah if you fooled around with your younger self i don't want to think that but sure go ahead uh, i'll entertain it this what, is a world of possibilities yes what is that considered self-harm 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 but what if self-love is it a kid like it's you hard. guys are <laughs> are you both consenting self-adults what you would it's you you consent yeah but i i mean i guess yeah it's you and you just hop in the back of your 1967 chevrolet i feel like you could manipulate you it's not a se- 67 yeah 67 yeah. chevrolet you got it well i'm there i You're got there. numbers baby he did post pictures of the time travel machine Oh, so there's pictures. Of his time travel machine in the Chevrolet, yeah. They have about 10 pixels in them, because it was 2000. Yeah. <laughs> there's not much you could tell about yeah, that. Yeah, I think they're... So, oh, that's a great fucking point to, to kind of wrap this up. Hello. Why, throughout this time of, of everyone coming forward and thinking they're the people or whatever... Well, wait, so the Habers were denying it, right? Yeah, all they say is that they represent the John Teeter Foundation. They are merely there to communicate K. Teeter's wishes. They also hint in one interview with a YouTube account that there's a John Teeter farewell video. Nothing has ever come out. Okay, well, yeah, that makes it a little more complicated. because Matt and he's mm-hmm. on one side saying, hey, I did it. They're like, no, we didn't do it. No, we didn't. we're just here to facilitate. That we're facilitators. Yeah, so in that sense, Matheny, you should have had more evidence. Where are the pictures? Where, on, where's something. any of the proof? Something. Yeah, you would have pictures. If you're coming, out of here. if you're coming 
out and revealing that you're teeter to stop people from claiming they're teeter and making movies and financial investments from teeter bring proof yeah if are you really trying to prove it I, but also man the ego is whoo real yeah. big on that motherfucker that guy's an asshole fuck yeah him. you're talking to the real chunk teeter motherfucker <laughs> yeah what a dick fucking hate that guy oh so the only other question i would have yeah. is so they mentioned the mom k teeter yes uh is there any proof has there been no any record proof? of her no record ever <laughs> no record of her or john teeter nope well i just want to say at the beginning of this before i knew this story i said if anyone was coming on to me and getting close to figuring out who i was i would go back change that a little bit and make sure i throw them off he grabs his mom and takes her away. There is also another possible theory put forward by the Habers via a note passed from K. Teeter, written by John Teeter, explaining that there could be multiple Teeters on our world line coming to visit, that a lot of those posts could be multiple Teeters. The facts could be a different Teeter than the posts in 2000, hence why some things don't line up exactly. And I have one more thing oh, to throw in, in a little wrench in the gears, I would say. In analyzing the, fr- the forensical linguistic analyst of this, there's one more revelation that Dr. Nini came to. John Teeter was 100% not a time traveler. Specifically, they analyzed the fact that he writes website as two words, and we know from today that naturally that combines into one word and that would combine into one word in almost every world line if you believe that so probably not a time traveler <laughs> and and i think that guy is a hack because <laughs> john teeter is a fucking time traveler and i will not be told otherwise i was gonna say and that's why i didn't pass the bar <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is our fucking John Teeter episode. I think this is such a dope subject. It's, it's so, so cool. much fun. There's so many people so invested. I mean, Hoax Hunter, before he released that list of people and analysis, I mean, it was like 10 to 12 years of research. Yeah, that's insane. I just this picture... um Put a lot of time into it. I picture Morgan Freeman from Now You See Me mm-hmm. as the Hoax Hunter. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Oh. Oh. Here are all the names. He doesn't talk. He's a, he's a like eraser head looking white guy. Yeah. Well, that's our Don Teeter episode. And ah, whew, it's a fun one. I think we're going to have to bring back Nile Goes to Court. That was probably one of my favorite segments. I had a great time doing all that. Right. Nile Goes to Court. You, you heard it here first. It's coming back. Woo woo. And you can follow us or send what you want us to hear about at weirdwidewebpod at gmail.com. Follow us on weirdwideweb.pod on Instagram to keep up with us and suggest, you know, topics there as well. Follow us on Twitter if that's more your ball game house thing at weirdwidewebpod. And follow us on YouTube at weirdwideweb. And Niall, I want to leave you with 10 pieces of advice from John Teeter, to prepare you for the future before we end our episode. Oh, it's like the Ten Commandments. Exactly. You would know about that, right? It's Old Testament. One, do not eat or use products from any animal 
that has fed and eats parts of its own dead. 2. Do not kiss or have intimate relations with anyone you do not know. 3. Learn basic sanitation and water purification. 4. Be comfortable around firearms. Learn to shoot and clean a gun. 5. Get a good first aid kit and learn how to use it. 6. Find five people within 100 miles that you trust with your life and stay in contact with them. 7. Get a copy of the U.S. Constitution and read it. 8. Eat less. 9. Get a bicycle and two sets of spare tires. Ride it 10 miles a week. 10. Consider what you would bring with you if you had to leave your home in 10 minutes and never return. And those are our 10 tips of advice from John Teeter on facing the world. Wow. Guy's definitely from Tampa. <laughs> Stay away from crocodiles. 11. <laughs> and that's John Teeter. Thanks for joining me on another weird wide web dive. Nile. Oh, thank you for taking me to court, man. Dude, did you, did you feel good about it? I, I, you came in and you threw some words at me. And I couldn't understand them, so I took them as you knew what you were talking about. And that is what I've been going for this whole podcast. So thank you. Uh, I just took my 2007 Grand Cherokee and put it in forward and reverse, and somehow I was back in 1984. And, I, dude, this fucking Mackie guy, he's killing everyone. Got the guy with big tits. He, he, he slits everyone's throats. He's dead. You gotta watch out for him.